Good morning and welcome to the Dance to Learn podcast with your host, Jessica Strong. The Dance to Learn podcast is the place for dance educators and studio owners to get the best dance teacher resources, tips, and advice to help you dance, learn, and grow right along with your students. Let's get into today's episode. Good morning, dance teachers. Happy Wednesday, and welcome back to the Dance to Learn podcast. I am so happy that you are with me today. In today's episode, this is part three of a four-part mini-series that I'm hosting here on the podcast, all about creating preschool dance lesson plans that tell a story. And now this is a mini series that's actually a sneak peek of a master class that I am working on and will hopefully have ready and open for enrollment by the end of May. Now, last week I talked all about picking a dance concept that works best with the theme. So if you missed that episode, I've linked it in the description box for you today. Now, today I'm sharing the third component that goes into creating a story-based lesson plan, and that is choosing the class flow and integrating the theme and concept throughout the flow of the class. So now that I have chosen my theme, which is May I Dance in the Garden, I've also picked out my dance concept, which is sequences, and we will be focusing on the process of the caterpillar turning into a butterfly. So I am now ready to plan my weekly lesson by applying that theme and that concept within the entire flow of my class. Now, I always start my classes sitting down in what I call our learner's circle, and this is where we introduce the weekly concept and monthly theme. And to introduce the concept, I always use a fun, bright visual aid, and I make sure that my visual aids are bright, colorful, and sometimes I also include some type of toy to enhance the exploration, like maybe a magnetile or a little step. And when I add toys to my visual aids, I can create these interactive manipulatives that my dancers can move and touch and interact with. Now, I follow a four-step process when introducing my dance concept and theme. And I do this to ensure that I am capturing the senses and attention of all four of my learning types. So the first step in this four-step process is see. So we will look at and see the visual aid. I will ask some cueing questions like, what do you see in our circle today? And I would hopefully get some answers like, I see a butterfly or I see a caterpillar. And this first step is to captivate my visual learners or those learners who learn best through their sense of sight. Then next, I would explain that we are going to learn a sequence today. And so I would have them say the word sequence. And this will help with my auditory learners. They're going to retain the concept. So we are learning as they say and see the word back to me. Now, the next step would be to manipulate or touch the visuals. And so for this, I would ask them to move 
the visuals around in the order that they felt happened first. And so this will captivate my learners who learn best through their sense of touch, my tactile learners. And during this step, I would also continue the conversation for my auditory learners so we could discuss why they thought each step happened next in the process. And as we moved each sequence in order, we would also perform a movement to stretch with our body. So maybe our first step is we're going to hatch the caterpillar from the eggs. So we would manipulate our visuals to show that the eggs, the caterpillar eggs, would be the first step. And then we would perform a movement. So for this, maybe I would bring my arms and my legs into my core and make myself as small as possible to represent a caterpillar egg. So then the next step, the caterpillar hatches. So I would perform a core distal stretch and I would stretch my arms and legs out wide, just like I would be if I was hatching from an egg. And then I would perform maybe a head and tail stretch, like a cobra stretch, where my caterpillar is peeking his head up and then he's sort of looking around and maybe even perform some like cat and cow stretches and really get my back and spinal flexion going because this would mimic how a caterpillar might move. Now the next step, the caterpillar wraps himself up in a cocoon. And so for this, I would do a more vestibular movement, maybe something like a spin. Maybe we would sit on our bottoms and as we were wrapping ourselves up, we'd spin around and pretend to wrap ourselves up in our cocoon. And then the last step in the butterfly life cycle is the butterfly hatching from the cocoon. And so for this, I would do another core distal stretch, bringing my arms and legs inwards to my core and then stretching them as wide as I could. And then I would perform maybe a butterfly stretch, flapping my butterfly wings as we test out our ability to fly. So that's a quick example of some of the movements that I would apply as we are exploring our concept. Now following this process of see, say, manipulate, and perform, this ensures that I am captivating the whole child right at the start of class and that I have their attention. Now after introducing the concept, the second part of my class flow is the brain dance warm-up. And brain dance is a full brain and body warm-up that stretches the whole body and it was created by Dr. Anne Green Gilbert and it explores eight patterns of movement that we explore naturally from birth. And those patterns include breath, tactile, head tail, core distal, upper lower, body side, cross lateral, and vestibular. Now the brain dance was created to be explored really in that order. But as I find myself trying to create these lesson plans that flow and easily tell a story, I actually find myself mixing up the patterns and sometimes even combining patterns together to suit the story that I'm trying to tell. Now this doesn't have a negative impact on my students or their ability to follow the brain dance. When the patterns are taught in a fun and creative way that tells a story, my students are actually more excited to perform the movements and are more likely to participate and engage with the warm-ups themselves. So the way I teach my brain dance, I always start 
uh, my brain dance focused on our breath. And so for this one, we'd start as the caterpillar egg sitting on a leaf and we'd bring our arms and legs into our bodies. We'd close our eyes and we would take a big breath in through our nose and ah, out through our mouths. And then I'd move on to a tactile in a little head tail action. Maybe we would open our knees up into a butterfly stretch and then the story would continue. So now it's going to rain on our eggs and the rain is gonna fall and tickle our head and the rain tickles our nose and our shoulders and our knees and our toes. And maybe we'd rock back and forth on our tail as the rain falls. And then something that they love to do is we would smell our toes and we'd all say, eeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeee
with dance steps. And so my process for this would be I would think about the eggs first. So the caterpillar eggs are really small and they might be on a leaf. So I'd make my leaf with my first position. So I'd have them stand in first position and then we'd stand with our hands on our hips and our smiles on our lips and we'd perform some plies. And I would say the shape of our legs as we plie are the caterpillar eggs. And I would say, oh no, the wind is coming and it's going to shake our leaf and maybe we'd all crouch down in a little frog pose and we'd perform a little frog jump as the egg shakes. And then we'd repeat that little plie and frog jump probably two to four times. And then next, after that, it's time for the caterpillar to hatch. And for this one, we will stretch our arms and our legs away from each other, making ourselves really tall. And we'd actually rise up on our tiptoes and perform some beret walks, maybe in a circle or around our leaves uh, that maybe I'm putting on the floor at that time. And then it's time to wrap ourselves up in our cocoon. So I'd focus on a twisting turn, like a pique turn to wrap ourselves up in the cocoon. So we do pique, 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 and turn. And then the last step, it's time for the butterfly to hatch. So again, I do another core distal stretch, like an achepe, like we're busting out of the cocoon. And then I'd stretch my arms and I'd flap my wings really big and say, oh my gosh, now we have our butterfly wings. And then we'd test our wings out and we'd fly around the room maybe performing some butterfly chasses. And so we'd find our way back to our spots and then I would pretend that we're butterflies and we're gonna sip some nectar from a flower and we'd hold our wings out and we'd balance on one leg and perform an arabesque. Um, so that would be the full sort of standing warm up and onto that after we sort of stand up and warm up, then we move on to developing skills across the floor. And the developing skills part of class is where I pick two to three dance movements that I want my students to practice individually before they are performed in our big obstacle course. And so for our butterfly chrysalis exploration, I would choose caterpillar beret walks across the floor. So that's where we stretch our arms high over our head, rising up on our tiptoes, and then practice tiptoe walking across the floor. The second movement that I would practice would be our butterfly chasses. So that would be a chasseing while we flapped our wings and we'd chase our right foot and then we'd chase our left foot. And so after we develop a couple skills, then it's time for the story dance pathway. And in my program, the story dance pathway is a trademarked feature of all dance to learn classes. And this is really the bread and butter to our program and what makes dance to learn stand out from other preschool dance curriculums. So our story dance pathway is an obstacle course that is designed to tell a story. And so dancers, as they are performing the story dance pathway, they aren't just performing a series of movements through fun obstacles. They are actually provided a reason to perform each movement. Now, I'm not going to dive into this part of class right now. I want to wait and come back to this in the next episode of the podcast. And that's when I will be discussing how I incorporate props into our lesson plans. And since we use a lot of props to make our story dance pathways possible, 
that's a really great time to talk about that part of class. So after our story dance pathway, we finish class with a creating portion of class. And this is either a teacher-led exercise, such as working on a recital dance, or it's more of a student expression part of class with guided exploration based on the concept. So today, let's focus on that second option and the student exploration. So for this class, uh, what I would focus on is them all being the butterflies, and I would ask my dancers to dance however they feel a butterfly would fly. So maybe they choose to do butterfly chasses, or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's tiptoes with butterfly wings, or maybe they gallop with butterfly wings, or maybe they do leaps and twirls. So the dancers really decide what that means. What does it mean to move like a butterfly. And then they are given spots around the room where they can pretend to land on a flower. And so for that, they can either make a flower pose, which I call a tendu passe, or they can balance like an arabesque and pretend that the butterfly is sipping nectar from the flower. So basically, the creating part of class is just really a guided freeze dance or free dance focused on our theme and concept. All right, dance teachers, that is all I have for you this week. And next week, I'm going to be diving more into that story dance pathway and how I incorporate props and music to complete the lesson plan story. So I can't wait to see you back here on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. And I hope that you continue to dance, learn, and grow. Bye. The Dance to Learn podcast airs every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Mountain Time on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Leave a five-star review of the podcast and your review may be read on air for your chance to receive a $10 Amazon gift card. To be a guest on the podcast or for advertising inquiries, please email info at dancetolearn.co. Happy dancing!